Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, we are recording. Welcome everyone as you're tuning in and any platform you're tuning in from. We're here for another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy. I'll be your host. I'm also the founder of Array Digital. We are a digital marketing agency that helps law firms grow and fill their pipelines. So please reach out to us if you need any of that assistance. Today, I got a special guest coming all the way from New Mexico. And he's in a really cool spot right now as we're recording. Uh, I'll let him talk more about that in a second. But Jonathan Miller, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I'm actually uh, coming to you live from a Denny's in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. So uh, before we get into some uh, some good questions, um, you told me where you are. And uh, you're in between. It sounds like you're traveling for, for work. And, right. I've got um, a, I live in Albuquerque. My office is in Albuquerque. I'm doing a... Uh, trial all week in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And this is basically the only place with internet in between Albuquerque and Las Cruces. I love it. So it sounds like you're in the middle of nowhere almost. <laughs> so uh, what was the name of the town that you're in right now? Really cool. Truth or Consequences. It, there was a contest, I think, in the 50s. And the first, the town was called Hot Springs, New Mexico. And the first town who changed their name got some big prize and they stuck with it. And uh, I've actually used this place as a setting in some of my books. Uh, it's, a, it's a great resort town, amazing hot springs. Oh, wow. And uh, I've stopped. I'm almost, I stop at this Denny's about once a week on the way to somewhere else usually. That's awesome. And what I heard was uh, Denny's has got some uh, pecan pancakes going on right now. So Amazing special. Get them. All right. If, you, if, we're, if you're tuning in, we're not, this is not sponsored by Denny's. They didn't pay us this, yep. to push this, but um, go by and check it out. <laughs> But let's go out. See, we're we're enjoying some coffee. Yep. While we're recording today, so hide the. Yeah. <laughs> it's Monday, people. I don't know if you're if this comes out on a Monday or not, but it's Monday as recording this. So uh, need a little extra coffee today. So John, um, give us a little. You know, tell us about your your journey, your story. Which, you know, uh, John's also an author, which we'll get to that as well. Uh, he's put out a lot of different books and. Um, but as far as an attorney's perspective, other attorneys, you know, listening to this show or, or watching to pick up some some good tips. Right. Tell us your journey about becoming an attorney and, and kind of how you got to where you are today. Well, originally I wanted to do environmental law. I went to Cornell undergrad where I had this background in the uh, urban and regional planning. I went to University of Colorado Law School because they've got this incredible environmental natural resources program. And my first job out of law school was in Washington, D.C. at the Department of Interior. And I had this great job of, you know, doing real fascinating natural resources work. And it was I was in the energy and resources division. And now hang on to your hat because things are going to get crazy. <laughs> Budget cuts hit. I lose my job. I work for Congress for free for a little bit, for a couple weeks. Brief detour, where I checked out being an urban planner in Chicago, but again, I'm still reeling from losing my job and I get, and I become a public defender in Roswell, New Mexico. Yes, that Roswell, New Mexico. The Roswell. And, but literally as I'm going down there, I see a sign that says, watch for rattlesnakes on highway 285, literally on the county line as you're coming into Roswell. I made a vow that I was going to get a book, and that book would be called Rattlesnake Lawyer. And it took 
10 years, but Rattlesnake Lawyer, which started out as a diary, eventually became uh, very, it's been optioned, it's optioned now, but that was my cool. first book about being a public defender in Roswell. That's um, cool. I then had what's called a conflict contract all over New Mexico, uh, where I started, that's when I started, I left Roswell and I moved back to Albuquerque and I started traveling around. And then uh, I almost was, my show was, we wrote a script based on Rattlesnake Lawyer. The book hasn't been published yet and it's optioned. And uh, the joke I make, which is actually true, is it was rejected by a major network because it wasn't compelling. So I moved to LA to get compulsion. And uh, I have a master's at the American Film Institute in screenwriting. Hmm. I write, here's, it's going to get even crazier. My book is published the day I graduate from film school. I write on a TV show and then my dad has cancer. So uh, show's canceled. My dad has cancer. I move back to New Mexico. I blink and 20 years have passed. <laughs> so uh, I built my own practice and yet all my other experiences I've incorporated into uh, what I do. And, you know, I, I always joke that there are times I do closing arguments that I've copied directly from one of my books and vice versa. Oh, wow. Interesting. Well, you know, since we're talking about it, I'll check out some of this information you can see on his website, rattlesnakelaw.com. Um, that's on the screen if you're watching via video, uh, but rattlesnakelaw.com. But check it out. He's got some interesting stuff there. Uh, a unique brand for those lawyers and attorneys out there um, that's just different. And I think you should take a look at what he's up to and what he's doing. Uh, you have multiple books up on Amazon as well. Right. And uh, right now, uh, my book, Luna Law, won the Tony Hillerman Award uh, for fiction in 2017. And that was about a lawyer who uh, is going against an evil corporation. I always wanted to write one of those corporate thrillers. That's awesome. And, but I, I based it on on some cities that you don't normally hear about, like uh, TRC was in that one, Deming, New Mexico. And uh, there's a town called Carrizozo, New Mexico, where I've done a lot of cases as well. So I travel a lot and I wanted to uh, incorporate it along with, you know, I've, I've done a lot in Santa Fe and Los Alamos. Okay. I'm all over the state. So you, you practice in New Mexico. Right. I've got a right now I've got a conflict contract where I can go anywhere. And, okay. Uh, but I do a lot in southern New Mexico in Las Cruces, uh, Alamogordo. Carrizozo, which is an interesting place. I'm always on the I'm on the road at least two days a week, sometimes three. Okay, that's I've actually never been to New Mexico, but that sounds uh, like a really interesting place. So um, one day, hopefully, get out there. Uh, well, so fr from your law perspective, the uh, tell us a little bit more about like the kind of clients you work, you help, you know, areas of practice that you really uh, well, I guess specialize in. I, I sometimes joke that I have what's called the conflict contract. If the public defender gets first choice. Two people rob a bank, I get the second bank robber. And uh, sometimes I also call it the breakdown docket, where if a lawyer has a breakdown of some kind or gets in trouble, I get their cases through the contract as well. Oh, okay. And, Interesting. And a lot of, I had a, a guy at, in Eastern New Mexico literally had some kind of nervous breakdown and I inherited 30 cases and had to take them over. And Wow. And that sort of was got me started doing the real hardcore criminal defense. I, I do everything except murders. However, I've represented murderers on burglaries. 
Gotcha. Okay, interesting. That, that helps me uh, understand a lot better about it. I guess the uh, conflict contract, though, that's something that's new to me. I'm not an attorney, of course, but um, that's a new one. I haven't heard well, anyone I don't talk know. about sure that. Everyone, that's when in New Mexico, there's actually something called the uh, conflict contract where I don't get the cases from the public defender. I get them from another entity connected to the public defender. And uh, usually I get as many as 20 a month, usually in southern New Mexico, but I have one case in the northwest and I did one in a town and the, there's I didn't even realize New Mexico has an Oklahoma border, but there's a town called Clayton, New Mexico, and I did a case there. Uh, just so I, I have appeared in every single county in New Mexico except one. Well, you got to get you a case over there. I actually asked for it. It's Harding <laughs> County, population 600. It might take a little while, but you could check off that one. You're good to go. <laughs> so, so give us a little, um, a little bit more information. Um, what, what have you, you know, what are some of the things that you've done? So to, to get your name out there, to get clients in the door. Um, and obviously you're getting these cases now because of kind of the position you're in. Um, is there, Another method that you also, that's worked well for you to have people that are looking for help for your services find you through any kind of means of marketing or anything like that you've done that's, that's really helped. Well, I did try what was called jail mail and that was a disaster. It was very expensive and uh, where you send it out and there are people that are doing a lot more jail mail than I am. So I literally did one barrage of mail and then never did it again. Ironically, uh, huh. is that where that's actually going to the jails? Where it's like you so you've been here, you've been arrested. Hope we can help. And I decided that I didn't, I, I wasn't comfortable with that. There's some people that are doing that and doing really well. But uh, another thing I've started doing, and again, I, I'd also like some input from some of your listeners, is I've gotten serious about my photography. In that, you know, I drive as much as six thousand miles a month. It's now down to about two thousand. Usually, if I'm leaving at dawn. Like right here, there's this incredible lake. I will take a picture of the sunrise over the lake. And I've started using, uh, posting my pictures, uh, my photography on Instagram. Nice. Uh, and also some, not necessarily on my own page, but on the New Mexico photography page. LinkedIn, uh, I think that's how you guys found me. Um, I just posted a picture of the balloon fiesta and it's been seen by almost over 15,000 people. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And uh, the New Mexico Public Defender is now revamping their website. And I literally organized all my photos because I take photos of um, courthouses as well. I mean, I think hopefully you can show the one of the Albuquerque courthouses of, in with a reflection. And, you know, sometimes uh, I get as many as a thousand people liking or looking at my stuff and every once in a while it leads to the rare private client. So I'm, I'm turning it over to your listeners or, or viewers or whatever they are. How do I synthesize my photography with what the other thing with uh, marketing? Cause I'd love to, uh, I think my photography shows that I'm willing to go anywhere at a moment's notice. No, that's actually really interesting. That's really cool. I'm trying to think in my mind right now as a marketer myself, just, things you can do. But I, <clears throat> what I have seen people be successful at from a attorney standpoint, one, they're just putting out some quick videos, tips, um, or they're, they're, they're doing stories and posting things that might resonate with folks. You know, I don't know there's a way maybe to use a photo as a backdrop for uh, some other things you can do to kind of 
you know, talk about what you do or, or tips about things or I'm not sure, but I'm sure there's something you could do that would be pretty unique to what you see out there. That's for sure. One thing that ha- one thing that's cool is uh, I took a picture of a courthouse and a judge like a judge's secretary liked the picture so much that the picture of the courthouse is now in the judge's office. Oh, awesome. So presumably every lawyer that's called into the judge's office is going to say, wow, that's a picture of the courthouse. Who took that? And hopefully it'll lead to something from, you know, a referral or something. Well, it's kind of like, you know, a little bit of guerrilla marketing or grassroots. It's, but it, you know, if you could do something around the whole concept of you do travel, you go anywhere um, and, and kind of play off that. And the photos are just kind of a, a part of part of that and just kind of get the word out that, Hey, you, have you heard of this guy? You know, he goes all around. He, he's, he tries cases all around the state and he takes like these beautiful photos. Like, you know, it sounds like you do something really cool and unique and different with that where I've never heard of attorney attorneys being photographers or authors that much. So, well, one other thing, if I can, uh, in January, my photography is going to be up in a restaurant in Albuquerque for, you know, how they have photography on the wall. I don't know whether to give a plug, but, uh, it, I want to make sure it's up, uh, and hopefully you can give a link to that when, uh, that's confirmed, but things are looking oh, cool. kind of deal to have my photography up in one of the leading restaurants in Albuquerque. And that's going to be a big deal. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. That's awesome. I'll uh, yeah, I'll send the link over to us and we'll see if we can get it out to everyone. Um, but maybe you'll make more money off photography than cases. <laughs> well, no, I've, I've figured out um, sort of how to, I, I call it, I'm having my Jerry Maguire moment. I don't know if you've seen the film Jerry Maguire, where yes. in the start, he realizes he has too many clients. And I want to cut down a little bit and spend a little bit more on my other passions, just yeah. because I want to be able to give all my clients all the attention they deserve. And also, uh, you know, I mean, literally, there's nothing quite like after you've had a tough day in court or a tough day in the office when you see this incredible sunset. And I now now know all the places around New Mexico to go to capture <laughs> the best sunsets and sunrises. Oh, that's awesome. No, I, no, I get you. I, and I, I hear that a lot. We, you know, we've interviewed quite a bit of uh, managing partners here at this point in time, over 130, I believe, uh, this wow. year. Uh, so I hear a lot of different perspectives and people have different goals and places they're going and places they've been. But it seems pretty uh, common that, you know, not just tons of phone calls and, and, and anyone calling versus a controlled amount of the right types of people calling uh, so that you can give them the right amount of time. So, yeah, I think you know, that's, that's a pretty common theme with everybody that I talk to. That's running a law firm, running a practice. So, um, yeah, let's put a thing of caps on and think about what you can do with that. But I think it's pretty unique. It's pretty cool that, uh, what you're doing. What is your, um, you know, you kind of just hinted to that, but, you know, what's the, what's the plans look like for you the next two, three, five years? Uh, uh, how, you know, we're coming out of COVID. Hopefully things have, I'm not sure how that affected you as well, but what are you, uh, what is it looking like for the next couple of years for you? Well, going back to COVID, my uh, novel that's up for three awards is called Rattlesnake Funeral. And I've done probably more jury trials during COVID times than almost any other attorney in the state. 
And that has certainly been uh, interesting. And also I've learned to do Zoom. And I've actually, one of the scenes in the book is based on real life where I had two phones and a computer. <laughs> and I have to say John Miller for so-and-so, John Miller for so-and-so, John Miller for so-and-so, and star six to unmute. So uh, that has affected things. Uh, you know, I, I'm now, I don't have to travel as much as I used to. And that's a good thing. Because I used to, you know, now they're now letting us call in. Yeah. Do video hearings when they didn't used to. So that has changed. Uh, I'd like to keep providing high quality service to my clients. And again, as I said, I'd like to synthesize everything that if you hear me talk about being a writer, maybe you'll hire me. But another thing, and this is something I would like to talk to your video, uh, your listeners about is... I always see these CLEs about storytelling and I, I look at the people doing them and I've never heard of them. They haven't written. It's not John Grisham, who's a practicing attorney or uh, Scott Turow. It's somebody who I don't some, you know, and again, I don't know these people, but I would like to sort of go into that. Hmm. And I would like to help lawyers write books without getting in trouble. And again, or digital marketers, I'm sure you've got a book in you somewhere. Everybody does. Oh, yeah. My partner just put out a book recently, but uh, I definitely have some some ideas in the hopper. I just haven't acted on them yet. So, but no, I think that's really cool. Actually, I uh, had a um, an attorney on from Alabama a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he set up his own like training and CLE course and uh, for lawyers, and they. They benefit by just doing it themselves to, right. to be the best accident attorneys they can be. Uh, but they have people from around the state um, in Alabama anyway, uh, signing up for this thing. And it's actually profitable for them, I believe, too. But um, I, I thought that was kind of interesting that I haven't heard before. So you're there's about offering some similar type of yeah, but in, workshop. In addition or... to the law, uh, again, writing workshops, I've, I've actually spoken at Southwest Writers, which is the leading writing group in New Mexico, about uh, my topic was how to turn your life into a novel and not get sued. And <laughs> and again, you've got to pick, you know, before me, I always remember you do marketing. I, I knew a woman who was who did PR and her idea is her, her novel was a PR person going in to do a campaign finds, you know, has to solve a mystery. And actually it was pretty, pretty good book. I think it also won some awards and, and not just do it for lawyers, but every single lawyer wants to write a book and has had something in their life worth, uh, you know, worth turning into a story. And I do have a master's in it from, uh, you know, one of the best film schools in the country. That's excellent. That's awesome. That's different. Yeah. Well, anyone listening, if, uh, you're thinking about writing a book, and I'm, I, I'm assuming. I mean, I think everyone has the ability to put out a book or write a book. They have something different, unique story. I think it's uh, a lot of people don't, you know, take that step to do it. And um, well, wait, are you in, you're in Virginia, or where are you guys at? Yeah, we're in Virginia. Yep. Well, I actually lived in Arlington, and one quick story, oh, cool. which will be applicable to everything, is I didn't get my job at Department of Interior right away, and there was like it took took a couple months and I was there was a time it looked like I wasn't going to get it so my first professional writing was for Washington City paper called mm -hmm. I fought the law and the law won about not getting a job and I wrote about that and in some ways that's what started this whole process oh cool and the fact that I didn't get the big you know oil and gas job energy job is another factor on why I started you know being a public defender in Roswell was obviously not my first choice but by doing that 
I learn so much and I learned that I love stories and I do like helping people too. So yeah. if you put, you know, the moral of the story is if you don't get what you want, sometimes you can get what you need. Uh, yeah. And I think, um, again, I, I ask every attorney that I have on here that's done their own thing and they all interestingly enough have a, you know, they didn't pick or choose necessarily where they are today. And they went through this, you know, into this field and then into this and then some didn't want to be attorneys um and it's it's interesting to see where they where they end up at the end of the day and then they end up being in the place that they want to be eventually so yeah and just like you you got passions you want to do things outside of what you're doing too and you want more time towards that that's where you want to be so and uh i think it's that's great but everyone has a story um some have better ones than others <laughs> so but uh yeah i think that's really cool it's really interesting i appreciate you sharing the those things here because again it's, it's different it's unique uh, yeah. i'll put the website up again too i think you guys check it Thank out you. and see i mean it's maybe eccentric or so your brand uh check out the website i mean some of the stuff he's done is actually pretty cool but uh i'm trying to think about how you can really leverage the photography and some of the other things that you're doing you know i, I think the helping attorneys with the writing side at least have setting some stuff up for that i think that's a great angle for sure uh, but how to pull it all together you know it has some some more thought on that for sure yeah, I'm going to think about that one. So is there another way that people can reach out and connect? Is there uh, any social media platforms? You mentioned Instagram. What is your, your Instagram it's handle? It's Rattlesnake Law. My corporation is now called Crocalis Law, which means rattlesnake in Latin. Oh, really? Uh, okay. But my website is rattlesnakelaw.com. My email, I don't know whether what the heck, it's john, J-O-N, at rattlesnakelaw.com. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, at, I'm hitting like 20,000 people on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Facebook for as both Jonathan Miller and Jonathan Miller, the rattlesnake lawyer. Instagram is where uh, my, you can see my fo my foot photography. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so um, just at the bottom of the page here, if you're watching, if you're listening, uh, at rattlesnake law uh, is his handle. I'm gonna go check that out too, John, because I haven't actually got the chance to check I'm that out. Not on yet. Twitter though. I made it a point not to get on Twitter. <laughs> and you can't do them all, you know. No, you can't. Uh, another lesson for anyone listening. I mean, you want to, you know, we want to be everywhere. Um, you know, for me, it's as a marketer, and especially for you know the clients that we help. You got you got to choose the one that you really can do well at, really, and do good at it. And if you then you want to take it to another platform, I think it makes sense. But you can't have one where you just you set the account up, you never post anything, and it's just dead. So uh, try to pick a platform you think is going to work well. And, and interestingly enough, John, like we've had some um, attorneys on here that have found their own little successes, like I think you can do. Um, There's an older gentleman we had on from Kentucky who had 500,000 followers on TikTok. Yeah, so a guy that should probably, I don't know how he did it. But um, and then we've had, um, you know, a divorce attorney that's in Colorado that has a podcast, and they get a ton of clients from their podcast talking about divorce. So there's just everyone out there doing their own little thing. And some of these folks have found success with something that you would typically think wouldn't be or work for a law firm. Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, you got to do your thing and um, pave your own path. And I think, you know, once you find something that's different and unique, then you just got to run with it. So I agree. Yeah. So I love what you're doing. It's really cool. Anything else you want to share before? So you got your, you got some new books coming out. Uh, if you go on Amazon and you can search for Rattlesnake uh, Lawyer. is the first book. Rattles, the two books out right now are Rattlesnake Funeral, which is a COVID legal. Uh, I wouldn't say it's it's not really based on a real story, but my real experience is I think I'm up to about 12 cases during COVID of wearing a mask, 
of, um, you know, while you're doing closing arguments and uh, sitting, you know, visiting clients in the jail, wearing a mask and all those crazy things that I've had to do. And I have another book. I also wrote this book called The Shakespeare Incident because I started in yeah. Roswell. There really is a town called Shakespeare, New Mexico. And I, I, I just went with it. And the main character, of course, is named Denny in that one. So uh <laughs> Couldn't resist that giving a plug. Uh, so yeah, and awesome. I don't know when this is going to be coming out, or but I find out on Friday whether I win. Uh, I'm up for six New Mexico Book Awards. I've won the Hillerman Award, but I guess this year I'm competing against Ann Hillerman for the Hillerman Award. So I kind of think she's going to get it. <laughs> I mean, that's not it. even fair, right? Yeah, I know. I think you should be disqualified. So, <laughs> uh, I'll let you know how I do. Hopefully, uh, you know, I've won it once before uh, for Luna Law. Hopefully, I'll win it. Hopefully, I'll, I'll just be happy if I place, but I'm a finalist in six categories, my best showing ever. So, uh, again, it's always great. And here they're being really nice to me here in Denny's and TRC. So. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. I'll, I'll throw this little story out real quick. Um, me and my business partner, Eric, who's the other host of this show, uh, the Managing Partners podcast, um, me and him, when we first started this company, started doing weekly lunches, a partner lunch to discuss business. And we met at Denny's every week for like two years. Um, and we knew the wait staff. We knew everyone there. Um, and when COVID hit, we, you know, we kind of went work from home for a while. And, you know, we haven't really got back in tune with it. I'm in the office today. We're back in the office now for the most part. But, um, yeah, we sat at Denny's um, and uh, taught business pretty much every week. And, you know, they're, they're always good to us. And there's a cool little spot. And people are like, Denny's? Like, really? Like, all right, well, then I got to tell you one one last story, which is sort of a feature of my first book, Rattlesnake Lawyer, not at this particular restaurant, but, uh, you know, doing criminal law, and I'll go to a lot of small towns, and I start out, and this happened in Roswell, where you have the waitress or waiter is somebody that you've represented or is a mother or father of uh, somebody that you're currently representing. I once had, I was waited on by the mother of a murderer, and the question is, how much do you tip? <laughs> if it's a good meal and service is good, do you tip extra? If service is bad, do you tip less? And yeah. I'll, I'll leave that to your uh, viewers. Well, I'm sure you know a lot of people around there in uh, New Mexico. So you travel around a lot and, and you probably get to see a lot of folks. Um, yeah. But I think it's awesome what you're doing. It sounds like you know, definitely just your story traveling around and, and, and trying cases. Sounds like a movie or a, a good book to me. So All right. Sounds good. Yeah, keep it up, and thanks for coming on and sharing your story. It's really unique, uh, really cool. Um, so everyone listening, I think, you be you. You know, do your thing, and yeah. uh, you know, don't don't be afraid to put it out there, and and make sure you love what you do. That's that's important. So, John, thanks for sharing uh, your story today. Uh, everyone, we'll see you later. John, you can stick on for just a second. We'll talk backstage. Have a great day. Just keep it going. Talk to you soon.